I'm your host, Arielle. And I'm your host, Alyssa. Welcome to Ghost Tea Podcast. A podcast for those who seek magic. Hello, ghosties. Welcome back. Hello. Happy spooky season. Today we are sharing how we paranormal investigate some of our paranormal experiences and haunted location stories. We figured it was just appropriate to have during spooky season, aka fall, to have topics like that for you all. So that is what we're talking about today. I'm so excited, but just a reminder that everyone has different views on things and that's okay. We don't ask you to believe what we do. We just want to share what we've found in our personal path with others. Oh my God, guys, guess what? Guess what, ghosties? We have official ghost tea merchandise. Yay! Woo! Oh my God, we've been wanting to do this for so long, guys. So listen, you should check it out. Get yourself a little spooky mug, a little spooky hoodie, and carry ghosty around with you everywhere you go. I'm so excited. It's it's fucking adorable. It is. It's <laughs> so cute. We have uh, a link to our merch site through ghostteapodcast.com. We will also put it in the description below, and we also have it in our regular links through our social media platforms for Ariel and I. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to be talking about those paranormal investigations, because as you all know, Alyssa and I are paranormal, paranormal investigators. Rangers. We're paranormal rangers. <laughs> <laughs> that was harsh as that. Um, paranormal rangers. Honestly, best jobs ever. Yep. Yes, we are where your local paranormal rangers, but also paranormal <laughs> investigators and mediums. So we do all the ghosty things. We, we look at the ghosties. We talk to the ghosties and we get rid of the ghosties. <laughs> get back on that horse that you came in on and turn your (laughs) butt around this this town ain't big enough for the both of us (laughs) the poor ghosties are like but 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 there's so much room this went so south um (laughs) but yeah we're just going to talk about paranormal investigation stories i have been formally paranormal investigating since 2015 and it's it is one of my passions like i love paranormal i love paranormal investigation so much it's so much fun it's 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 such an adventure every time it's amazing and every single investigation is different yep and uh i i know i've already done an episode on paranormal investigation as far as like ethics go, like how to ethically do it. So we're not really going to get super into that. Uh, like we'll cover a couple things on that, but ultimately we just wanted to talk about like what it's like to paranormal investigate. So if you've never been paranormal investigating, basically what it is, is you are just going in to a space that has alleged spiritual activity, whether that is a well-known haunting or local lore around it that includes information about paranormal activity. And then you just bring tools if you have them or just yourself, because within the paranormal investigative uh, world, one of the common things that's said is that the best tool that you will ever have in your toolbox is yourself. Yep. And I firmly believe that. I really don't believe that you need any particular fancy tools to go paranormal investigating, but I do really encourage people to have them just because, especially if you have clairvoyance or um, clairabilities that you're utilizing in your uh, investigation, it can be really nice to have something that validates what you're experiencing. 
Mm -hmm. So I really like to encourage people to have tools if they have them, even if it's just using the recorder on your phone, because that can pick up on EVPs, which is electronic voice phenomenon. So whether you're taking EVPs or you are just taking notes on a notebook, regardless of what you're using, you are going to be your best tool. So I don't want you to ever feel like you can't go paranormal investigating if you don't have any tools available. I feel like a lot of people have gone paranormal investigating through like haunted tours and stuff like that. I do want to mention that within those tours, a lot of times they won't really follow the rules, quote unquote, that would typically be followed within a formal investigation. I can, and what a, I'm, I can give a story with that. Yeah. One thing, like one example I can give of that is that within a formal investigation, you are going to turn off your phones onto airplane mode because otherwise it will affect EMF detectors and can cause them to spike because your phone signal is being picked up on by the EMF detector. So if you want to go into those more seriously, put your phone on airplane mode while you're there to just kind of cut down on the ability for that to happen. Because within formal investigations, we would have that measure taken. Whereas in paranormal tours or things like that, sometimes they won't do it purposefully, but other times they will purposefully not have people turn off their phones or have them on airplane mode because they want people to feel like they're having an experience, which, you know, give and take whether or not that is something that you feel comfortable with. But just keep in mind that a lot of places will do that um, just to make it entertaining and make sure that people have some experience that they can come away from that with. Mm -hmm. When I was in Scotland, I was in Edinburgh and I did a haunted underground vault and graveyard tour there. And I traveled solo. I like to travel internationally by myself. So I was completely alone with like no other friends except for like the strangers who were also on the tour with me and the tour guide. As we were exploring the graveyard specifically, there is a there's almost like a method that the tour guides will use to try to almost like instill a sense of eeriness with you which is obvious it's just entertainment right it's how they talk about the story or like the inflection of their voice or whatever the case may be and they tend to start these tours at like sundown to try to get mm -hmm. more of like a creepy vibe that might give you lanterns to carry all of this has a part to play in like how you experience it but of course little did they know I can see the spookies. So <laughs> so it was it was really funny to me because I don't usually go on haunted tours expecting to experience what the tour guide wants me to experience. Right. It always ends right. up going very different. If anything, mm -hmm. the spirits talk more when they're not talking. Like mm -hmm. the spirits are more active when we're walking to the next location. Yes. Like it's so weird to me, but it's just something I noticed. So we were just like walking around the graveyard and they were talking about the history of it. And the, the, the ghosties actually really liked the tour guides from what I gathered. Like they really liked that the tour guides were keeping their memory alive and keeping the memory of the city alive and like the history. And by virtue of making money from these things, it makes sure that they keep the cemetery and graveyard in like good working condition. So like from that point of view, I think the ghosties were pretty happy, but it just didn't like they didn't um, practice the same kind of spiritual etiquette that I do as, as right, a medium, right. as a death worker, as a 
more recent paranormal investigator. So I would leave coins at the entry, whereas everybody would just keep walking through. Like it's it's a belief thing, right? It doesn't mean they're going to mm-hmm. be haunted for the rest of their life, but like it's just something that I did. And yeah, just seeing the ghosts and stuff walking around, they were more interested in the people that they hadn't yet seen than they were in the tour guide. So like you would see the ghosties kind of walking along other like alongside people or like kind of checking out like what the kids were doing. And like <laughs> it was just yeah. a very interesting experience. It was also a very weird, jarring experience for me that I sometimes I forget. This is gonna sound weird, but sometimes I forget that not all ghosts sound the way you think they're gonna sound right like they had a very obvious scottish accent and i was like don't know why i was taken back by that we're in fucking scotland <laughs> and i was like whoa <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know why i was freaked out by it but i was just i just i don't know it call me stupid i don't know whatever but i was just like why you listen to you and like similarly with like how they were dressed they were dressed very modern even though they were you know standing next to a headstone that would indicate that they've been passed away for like hundreds of years you know right and weird shit like that but I wasn't gonna like raise my hand and be like I think Sandra's right next to you like I just was there for the fun of it you know (laughs) yeah and I do I do agree with you is like when you do EVPs obviously it's it's etiquette within EVP usage that you mark everything that happens so like if you are outside and the wind picks up you're like wind picking up you know, if you fart, you're like, hey, Ariel farted. Or like if someone shifts on the ground, you mention that like so that you know when you're listening back to those recordings that something is happening that's mundane that you're not going to think is paranormal because it's not on video, right? You can't see what's happening while you're listening to it. So you have to mention those things, you know, oh, I heard a sheep in the background, right? But within EVPs, oftentimes you will find that the spirits will actually be talking while another person is talking. It's really, really common. Or you'll be walking and then they'll be talking. And it's just, it's the weirdest thing. I don't know why that is. I sometimes wonder if (laughs) in a very weird way, like the ghosts are almost shy and they're like, I need, I need to wait until they're like doing things because like it's too much pressure otherwise. (laughs) Like, like there's so much pressure to talk. Like, oh my God. And then then they're like walking. Yeah. And then they're walking away and they're just like, oh, I can finally let out that ghost part that I've been holding in like I was waiting so long for them to finish this up (laughs) they're just like how long are these people gonna be here um but yeah I think that's scary is having an audience (laughs) right right it does make me wonder if maybe they sometimes get a little bit nervous they're just like oh I I don't know what to say like (laughs) anecdotal things that I've just kind of noticed and come across in various different situations that they tend to really liven up in a manner of speaking when Mm -hmm. uh when like you're actively moving or like searching or talking or like inquiring rather than just sitting and waiting but it also depends it's very contextually dependent that's not always the case but if you haven't already heard our paranormal investigation of the chateau laurier good lord i just choked on my spit (laughs) if you haven't already listened to the episode of Ariel and I and our paranormal investigation of the Chateau Laurier in downtown Ottawa, you should definitely have a listen in addition to the mediumship episode where we talk about how we communicate with those who have passed on to kind of get a better sense of like 
the processes that we've that we've done in active paranormal investigations in addition to how it is that we approach spirit in an ethically respectful way which isn't necessarily going to be replicated with every paranormal investigation that you may be a part of because sometimes right. it's, it's run by people who don't actually believe in it and it's an entertainment yeah. thing <laughs> yeah some of some of the investigations that you'll go to are just that they are mm -hmm. purely entertainment and not really based it from people who actually believe that that's happening. So mm -hmm. that is, that's something to keep in mind, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, with, I know with Alyssa and I, when we go into paranormal investigations, one thing that um, I was always taught and, and we continue in our paranormal investigations is tuning into the area that we're going to, or the place that we're going to uh, days or even hours before we get there and seeing what we get and taking notes um, because it's, as people who have abilities, I try my best to have my tune-ins be as unbiased as possible. So I like to have the least amount of information about this, the place that we're going to. You know, all I need to know is that it's claimed to be haunted. That's all I need to know. I don't want to know the history. I don't want to know any kind of background. I want to be able to have the investigation first and then find out the background and the history. Because I don't want to go in and know that there was a murder in room five. You know, I want to be able to pick up on that with my abilities and or through the interactions that I have with spirit and then be able to confirm that by hearing it later. Like that is really validating. So the way that someone without clear abilities or without going in as a way to test their abilities might approach it differently than how someone with clear abilities might do it due to that, just because you know, you're wanting to be able to verify what you're getting because that is an opportunity for us to do that. As people with clear abilities, sometimes we don't have an opportunity to do that. So it is a way for us to do that when we're paranormal investigating. And I will absolutely take advantage of that. <laughs> like I'll be like, mm, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, validate this or like <laughs> try to confirm this. And we had that happen at the Chateau. Like we, we, we had things that came through in our tune-ins on the way there that were, we were able to confirm when we got there and we were able to like have more information about the, the Chateau and um, our experiences there as well that helped validate what we were getting previously. Yeah. So I, I do think that that's a helpful way to do it. If you are unable to not know the history until afterwards, like if you're, you're doing a tour and then a paranormal investigation, it's something where you can always either opt out and have a friend listen to the history and then come in later. Or it can be something where you just keep in mind like, this is something that I heard prior to coming here. And that's why if you know that you're going to get that history prior to the investigation, what I would recommend is taking notes before you ever get to the location, like take notes or go, you know, 30 minutes before you're supposed to get there. So you can sit in the energy of the location and take notes in a notepad or on your phone and be able to compare them as they're going through the history later so that you have that timestamp for yourself. Cause that can be a really great way to do that too. I agree. And I think one of the benefits, one of the things that I know Ariel and I particularly like, even though we have psychic abilities in addition to the tools, is that with the tools, it allows those who prefer to have hard evidence experience what we're experiencing at the same time. Yes. And that's yes. really nice because sometimes it's a little isolating, you know, being the only one or the only two who can see something. And we're just like, oh, man, I wish 
they could hear what they're saying or whatever. And so to have it come through on a spirit box or to be able to have those things correspond with your experiences as you're tuning in energetically is very validating Mm -hmm. and is also a nice way to capture in real time or on video those experiences and know that like you're really actually having a paranormal experience. Yeah. And that's so nice to do. I love it. Oh, a thousand percent. One of the experiences that I had, because my old stomping grounds, when I was part of the investigations with the team that I was part of, my stomping grounds was Virginia City, Nevada. And if you've ever been there, you know, it is just very haunted. It's very, very haunted. And we were investigating at the St. Mary's Hospital, which is now the St. Mary's Art Center. And we were staying overnight. And I remember we were using the X cam, which if you're unfamiliar with the X cam, the X cam is the piece of equipment. Uh, they've had it on like ghost adventures before and probably ghost hunters as well. A lot of paranormal investigators use it and it uh, maps out human figures. So it will make like stick figures essentially of what it deems to be um, a human figure, whether it's seen or unseen. Now there are debates of how accurate it is because a lot of times it will map out like poles or something like that as people. So um, it, it isn't always accurate, but what's really interesting is when you have experiences like we had where I was ahead of the uh, investigators and I wasn't in a spot where I could be seeing what's happening on the X cam. And I was speaking to a younger boy spirit uh, that I was following around upstairs in the attic area, which previously was the area where they had um, the women and children when it was used as a hospital. And so I was following around this young boy spirit and talking with him and the investigators behind me had the X cam and I, they would ask me to point to where he was and I would, and it would match up with where he was on the X cam, which was really, really cool. So there's things like that where you can be like in a way, like sometimes people can use you as a tool for Mm -hmm. the investigation, which I, I love doing that. Like when I'm with a paranormal investigative group, I love being able to be used as a tool because I feel like that it, it makes me feel great because it makes me feel like I'm doing something and helping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I'm helping and I'm so good at helping. So I get really excited when I'm able to help that way. But it was just a really cool experience because what I was seeing was coming through on the X cam and was seen by other people too, which was really, really awesome. I love that. I love when that shit happens, man. And that's why I really enjoy having those, those tools and being able to go to new places. But one thing that really excites me is going to places that people don't think are haunted. Yes. Because they typically are very active. Like, okay, so here's mm-hmm. here's an anecdotal thing that I've I've noticed. It's just what I've noticed in my experience. I feel that spirits in my experience aren't as active in graveyards and cemeteries as they are yep. in busy like busier Agreed. energetically Walmart is always more haunted Dude. than a uh, than a cemetery Malls, a thousand percent downtown yep. centers yep. like mm-hmm. fucking literally even bus stops and train stations yeah. like all these yeah. places that have like a large accumulation of energy you tend to see spirit guides and and people's um loved ones and and ancestors and like yeah. if you want to have animals and pets, experiences 
go to the fucking grocery store. <laughs> like, they're real? everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. You want to pick up some eggs? Pick up some ghost Just bees, go too. Like, evaluate a mango with your ghost Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, like, is this ripe? <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, you can have so many paranormal experiences at grocery stores. Like, I, uh, it reminds me of the one story that I tell people about Gabe with oh, the bread. Oh, the bread. Yeah. With the bread. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could, like, have this on video because otherwise you'd be able to see it but it's not really a good story unless you can see what I'm doing but it was it was a good time but things like that 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 can that can happen at grocery stores when I worked at Walgreens we were always having paranormal shit happening all the Mm -hmm. time in the store it's it's just areas where you have a lot of concentrations of people Mm -hmm. and I feel like the one place that people expect to be haunted that is actually very haunted is hospitals yeah i was just about to say hospitals Mm -hmm. and asylums they are very very haunted yeah Yeah. like regardless of whether people talk about having experiences at those places there are always hotels too yeah there's always a fuck ton of spirits there yeah like there's always so many yeah so i i I feel like with, and I have had people kind of get disappointed when I say like spirits aren't really in cemeteries. And I I do want to clarify, because I, I feel like I need to clarify every time I say that, that your loved ones are where you are. So if you are at the cemetery, they will be at the cemetery. Mm -hmm. If you are not at the cemetery, they're not going to be at the cemetery waiting for you or like feeling lonely. Right. So I just want to make that clear. Cause I know some people have been like, Oh wait, they're not at their grave. And I'm like, well, they're not at their grave. If you're not there, like, yeah, I mean, the they don't really have a reason to be there. They're not bound by space and time the way we are in our physical right, plane. Right. And they're not connected to their like remains. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, in some respects, they are. Like, I have found that in cases where someone is killed or something like that and they haven't had their body found, right. that is when I feel like they would stay around the remains to right. try to have people find them. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to loved ones who are respectfully put to rest, I just, they, I really don't find that they stay around their remains because there's not yeah. a reason to. I mean, even just um, with my own loved ones who've passed on, they're not yeah, hanging at their graves, yeah. they're with the family. They're with family right. members, you know, right. like they, they, what are they going to do in a cemetery by themselves? Like they yeah. want to be That's with cool. their loved ones. They want to see you experience life and be there and, and, you know, watch over you. And like, just like, imagine if you were a ghosty, cause you will be yeah. one day. Imagine if you're yeah, a you're ghosty a ghost. and it's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to hang out at your gravestone and wait for someone to visit? Or do you want to just go be part of the, part of the fun? Go have a party ghosty party like i'm gonna have a ghosty party and i'm gonna listen to all the tea you spill i'm gonna listen to every secret you tell i'm gonna come up behind you i'm gonna tap your shoulder and i'm gonna be like listen i heard what you said about brenda last night Mm -hmm. i'm gonna leave stink bombs around your house mm -hmm. for you to walk into a thousand percent yeah like i i will totally do that i want to be where you are i want to be where the people are like it's honestly that like i don't Mm want to be at the cemetery so why do you think another ghostie would want to be at the cemetery right right unless that cemetery is really gorgeous like or it's very active you know like yeah you do visit quite often or like let's say you have your house like right next to the cemetery or something or uh, actually I do have to clarify like I can't say all cemeteries tend to be empty because the ones that are really old 
actually do tend to be more active because they don't have family to follow around anymore. Well, I did notice that in the example with Edinburgh, it's right smack in the middle of the of the city. Like yeah. the cemetery is in the middle of the city because the city was built mm -hmm. around it because like it kept growing with like the cemetery was there long before many other buildings were built around it. So I've noticed that if you have very centralized location cemeteries, yeah, you'll have more activity. Yeah. That's just what I've noticed, though. But then again, I, you know, I'm always open to experiencing new ways that spirit may wish to interact with yeah. cemeteries and graveyards and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, if y'all may have discover a cemetery yeah. that we should go to, like, you should tell us. us. Yeah. Let us, us know. Up, man. Tell we want to go. Yeah, we do want to go. We want to go all the places. Literally. We want to be those paranormal rangers. We, we want, want to be the paranormal rangers that travel We want around. to range that paranormal. Like, <laughs> we want to, we want to <laughs> ride in on our horses. That's what we want to do. Like, Ariel and I, the, what makes it so fun doing paranormal investigations together is because we can combine the Claire yeah. abilities that we have with the tools at our disposal, but also, too, yes. because we have such a vested interest in in getting to know spirit that we will go towards the dark yeah that's that's one thing that is i i don't want to say it's funny but it is kind of funny it is because kind of funny we kind of are that standard like dumb white the, girl this, the stupid bitch who's gonna yep. die at the first of the movie yep. because she goes exactly that's where everyone me. says don't go that's me that's too. me yeah yep as soon as I hear a, a sound, like I might have that initial response of like, "Ooh, what was that?" And then I'll just be like, "Oh," and then I'm just going. I'm yeah, because going. from I'm... like a primitive, like survival point of view, right. my body right. might have goosebumps and like hair yeah. on it. I have initial fawn responses, yeah, and then I'm just like, "Ooh, let's bounce off like a little bunny." Do you want to know something? <laughs> something really weird that happens with me is when I get that wave of fear, it feels like a rush of warm. And then my legs get really tingly because my legs are prepping to run. Oh, my legs get cold. Mine get tingly. Mine are like ready to start running. So it's like for me, it's flight or fight rather than fawn because it's like I'll yeah, either I'll either <laughs> start swinging or I'll start running. <laughs> no, I, I just stand there like a dumbass and I'm just like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> for me, I'm like, we gotta move this way, that way. I, I need I need a T-shirt that's just me standing there with like deer in the headlights, and then you're just like a fast blur. <laughs> Fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> Fast as fuck, boy. But oh. yeah, I mean, it's everybody's gonna have different um, experiences, mm -hmm. and like there, there are people who, you know, their first, their first instinct is just to run, and that's mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Um, that's gonna be your first instinct, but it does take time and patience, also, to train yourself to be approaching it with curiosity rather than fear. And I think that's something that a lot of people have trouble with with paranormal investigating is approaching it from a place of curiosity rather than fear because mm -hmm. it's normal as humans to fear what we can't see yeah it's about figuring out how to kind of take that fear out of it and make it a little bit more approachable and it's i mean it's understandable like that's normal that's human to be afraid of things that we can't see but it's i feel like that is maybe I, I feel, it sounds wrong to say advantage but i do feel like that's almost like an advantage that people with the ability to see spirit have because we can see what's going on so it makes it a little bit less scary in ways i feel like mm -hmm. yeah definitely and i think that what's interesting too about 
when you kind of lean into your clear abilities and your intuition and the way that spirit wants to connect with you, it does take the fear out of it. Like yeah. if you, if you really allow them to connect with you, you will see that ultimately you're the one that has the power over, you know, your own, your space, the space that you occupy, your physical space, your physical self that you are in no matter where you are it's it's spiritual boundaries it's making sure that you have some adequate protect protections up and a lot of that has to do with attitude right like you can go into a, a super haunted space with tons and tons of activity and just know that you know what like this is this is my body this is my energy you can't use it unless i say you can while at the yeah. same time speaking to them with the respect that spirit deserves like you can yeah. Two things can be true at the same time where you can have that confidence where they will not be able to fuck with you if you don't let them fuck with you. Yeah. Like it's just Yeah, well it's, because it's, sometimes you take the power away by not allowing yeah. it to happen. Yeah, and you can go into a situation kind of giving this permission without realizing that you're giving mm -hmm. permission. Like it it depends on your wording. There was something that we would do in our group before we would go into investigations where we would like it, it was this whole thing like we would all hold hands and like do like a protection thing which you don't have to do that yeah like you don't have to do something that fancy but even like having protective crystals or a protective talisman or uh if you want to go the route of like a protection tattoo you can do that too but like something on you that helps you feel protected and then also before going in like you can just say out loud under your breath or say out loud as loud as you want you can scream it okay for all i care like you can be really you can be really apparent with it um don't fuck with me okay um but but you can also just say in your head as you're walking into a space like my body is my own and nothing is allowed to touch me without my permission yeah and just that that's a simple it can be that simple it doesn't yep. have to be complicated. And also when you're working with deities too, I feel like that helps because you can always just ask your deities to like, you know, bring in protection if you feel safer doing that. So I know that with ancestors. Yeah. And, um, angels. Yeah. I, I know that when I was doing a lot of paranormal investigation in the beginning, I, that was when I was really still heavily working with angels and I would be really scared being in a alone, a, a room alone in the dark and having them there made it a lot easier. Even if yeah. I couldn't see them, I was just like, okay, I know you're there. So like, I feel safer. So if you work with deities, you can always ask them to come with you. Or even if you just call in your spirit team, even if you don't know who they are, like they're still going to be there and you can ask them to be around you and just, you know, protect you or, or help you to feel less afraid. You can even go as far as saying like, you know, I'm calling on my spirit team to help me be open to this experience and have the connection with spirit that I'm looking for, but in a safe way so that they can help facilitate ways for you to connect in a way that's not detrimental to you, which I think mm -hmm. could be a really good way to approach that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Say, and, and your guides include your animal guides. Your animal guides can be very yeah. helpful for that. Yeah. yeah. They're so helpful. Um. Have you been experiencing unexplained activity in your home, business, or area? Alyssa and I would love to help. 
Since childhood, we've been able to interact with the spirit realm. Naturally, we have a passion for investigating the paranormal. Our goal is to help you understand what's happening in your space and provide guidance and advice and to bring peace to your situation. You can book Ariel and I for a paranormal consultation through our website, www.ghostteapodcast.com. We have a special discount for our listeners. Use code GHOSTY for 10% off of your booking. That's code GHOSTY, G-H-O-S-T-I-E, all in capital letters. If there's anything you can kind of take away from this conversation, it's that paranormal investigation is a really fun thing. It's it's something you can do that you can have protections. You can do it safely. You can do it with respect for spirit. And haunted locations may be in places you might not have thought about. And also, too, like, I always think about when people tell me that they're like afraid of ghosts, it just, I can't help but just get a little sad because it's yeah. such a reflection of our culture to be afraid yeah. of what, you know, what we can't see, like the ghost of spirit and like be very disconnected from our spiritual selves to be very mm -hmm. fearful or skeptical of our intuition instead of leaning into it and communicating with our ancestors and spirits on a regular level to the point where it's integrated into our culture and it's acceptable and encouraged and, and it's just quite the opposite and it makes me a little sad because honestly I if there's one thing that I always hope to do through our conversations about mediumship or our paranormal investigations or just talking about ghosty adventures and talking about deities all of these things is just to take the fear away from tapping into the spiritual realm yeah because yeah. it's not scary. It's, it's literally scary. transformative. It's it's beautiful. It's transcendent. It's it gives it gives an injection of love and connection to things that are greater than you, than you. And it it's humbling. It's exciting. It's peaceful. Like I'm so fucking at peace with the idea of death. It's not even funny. Like I'm yeah. so at peace with that. I just hope it's I, I just hope that if I go it out, it ain't something stupid or that it's like really painful. That's all I hope for. The, yeah. the rest I'm I'm so down. Well, yeah. I I'm mean so I tell, down. Yeah. I tell people all the time, like, I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of like the physical part of dying, but I'm not yeah. afraid of death. No, me and either. and but I agree with you. Like, I feel like our society portrays spiritual stuff as so scary, whether it's through media, you know, like scary movies or whatever, or it's through um, religious ideas of, of things outside of the common religions. I, I mean, I hate to like bring Christianity into it in the, the sense of this, but like, I know within Christian religions, like they really portray anything outside of what is found within the Christian religion as bad or evil or scary when it's not. Um, it's just different. It's just outside of what is known within that belief system. And I don't personally see how interacting with spirit or interacting with infernals or interacting with, you know, fey or anything like that is any different than interacting with the spirit of God or mm -hmm. angels or saints or, you know, uh, like, I just don't see how they're different. And when we look at spirit in a neutral light, it changes so much because you're, you're basically saying instead of living within this box of just what I know to be true for me, you're exploring beyond it and you're opening up so many avenues for you to really build connections with the other side that can be so beneficial. Like, and I mean, it's not to say that like 
you have to have a spiritual practice, right? You can go into this paranormal investigation without having any kind of spiritual practice at all. But I think going in with an open mind is the biggest thing that will help you have an experience if above all else, like going in with an open mind and willing to have like sit in discomfort, I think is two of the biggest things for you to do or the best things that you can do to have an experience because mm -hmm. spirit understands when we're scared, right? Oh, they yeah. can feel that. Mm -hmm. And if spirits know that you're really scared, they're not going to try to interact with you unless they're trying to antagonize you, which of course it can happen, but it, oh, yeah. it tends to be very rare. But there are spirits who want to genuinely connect, mm -hmm. but they mm -hmm. won't in a way where they're like touching you or, you know, interacting with you on any kind of physical level, if they know it's going to freak you out. And, and it's also important to remember that like, when you have experiences, the way that you interact, the way that you react to those experiences is also noted by the spirits. So for example, if a spirit touches you and you're like, Oh my God, a spirit touched me. And you're like running away. They're not going to try to do it again. They're going to be, unless you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like that was my initial response. I'm not necessarily afraid of it. It was just my initial response. So I welcome, like, I, I welcome that again. Like mm -hmm. let them communicate the way that you would if it was a normal person in the room with you that you could physically see. Because mm -hmm. if I was a spirit and I touched them and they freaked out, I'd be, I would feel so bad. I would be like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, I didn't mean to scare you. Oh no. <laughs> oh Oh, um, I've so, scared like, them. Yeah, I've scared the human. So let them know like, hey, like, I'm so sorry. Like that was not the reaction that I wanted to have. But I'm really excited about that interaction. I'm, I'm excited that we might be able to interact that way. Like let them know how you're feeling and walk them through what you're feeling so that you can help bring yourself down from that initial response. But they can also understand how they can approach you moving forward that you're going to feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Right? So but I won't sugarcoat the fact that there are spirits who will yes. antagonize you to get fear yes. out of you because that's a, a huge burst of energy that's very easy mm -hmm. to get out of someone. Yeah. And I've had Love experiences. Is another one. Love where, yes. is a burst of energy, but fear is yeah. much easier. <laughs> yeah. I always tell people like the, the main times that people release the most energy, like when I look at people and I can see their aura the times that I've seen their auras expand the most is when they are overjoyed, like, mm -hmm. you know, filled with love or filled with excitement or happiness, uh, when they're angry, mm -hmm. when they're scared or when they're orgasming, <laughs> those are yep. the, those are the main times that yep. people like release the most energy. And so spirits will use that to their advantage if they are, spirits who haven't learned how to gather energy from other spaces or yeah. places or things, they will use people who come into their space as a way to siphon that energy and use it. Now, I do want to say like, it is possible for it to happen. It does happen. I've seen it happen. I've experienced it happening, but it doesn't happen as often as people think it does. Yeah. I, I really feel like um, maliciously centered spirits are much more rare than people think. Most spirits are either confused or they're just kind of neutral or they're like really wanting to connect. There was a spirit in Preston Castle, actually, that I was walking through. Um, I was walking through the building one of the first times that we were doing an investigation there. And I was walking through the building with another medium, uh, David Deerfeeder, who 
just amazing medium. Like if, uh, if he ha offered private services for mediumship, I would absolutely be recommending people to him because he's amazing. But we were walking through the building together and he was just kind of letting me pick up what, on what I picked up. And then I would let him know what I was getting and he would confirm or deny whether or not that was a spirit that was commonly there. And we were walking through and I looked into a room and there was just this spirit hanging from the ceiling. Love and that. I was like, Oh, and he was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's so-and-so like, don't worry about it. He does that to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. And he was like, yep. He's never in the same place twice. Cause he knows you'll expect it otherwise. <laughs> and I was just like, honestly, vibes. I want to like, be friends with that one. <laughs> right. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, they will do that. Like if they know that you can see them, they will do things that are scary, like expand their mouths to oh, uh, I, three I times their size. Fucking hate I, that. I don't like that. I it just, hate why, it. Oh, why? I, I, yep. That yep. one bothers me so much. And yep. the other one that bothers me and like, I love horror movies, gory stuff. The gory, oh, me too. Gory I, I love scary horror movies. I can't do gore, but like suspense or like oh, all mystery or paranormal horror, like sign me yeah. up. Same. Yeah. Give me all the, you mm -hmm. can throw the gore in there. I don't care. I want yep. it all. The thing that gets me is the really wide long elongated mouths and yep. the um uh inhuman uh, uh oh movement leg and arm movements yeah like i don't fuck with that stuff. yeah i don't and they'll do that and i'm like y'all yep. you're just rude like you're, like you're just yeah. being so rude <laughs> don't be fucking you, rude <laughs> don't be fucking rude jason so <laughs> it's just like i don't understand why they would do that though if you can see them when they probably just want someone to talk to, but at the same time, it's that burst of energy, right? It's like, yeah, I've well, known that I've done this them... before and it scares yeah. them. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Some <laughs> of them don't want to interact, but they want to have enough power yeah. to just kind of exist. Then, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I don't like the expanding mouths. Like, please keep your <sighs> mouth to yourself and also floating. Like yeah. use your goddamn ghosty legs, okay? I'm sorry. Like that's that scares the shit out of me when they float. Like I just I can't. I can't. Okay. I know you have the ability to fly boy. now, but like please stop. Like don't be it's a just, fucking hoverboard. It's like, just, just it's the irregular body. I was just fucking <laughs> I, like, and it's good in a movie. Like I can deal with it in a movie to a degree. Mm -hmm. which is why but i'll watch more movies in that do the it. room with you you're just like absolutely but if not. it's in the fucking room with me bro that's yeah. it like yeah. i'm that's out that's a no <laughs> that's that's a hard fucking yeah. no i'm trying to think of the other thing oh well sometimes when they're missing eyes i'm not really a fan mm, yeah, that, that yeah. can sometimes be scary or yeah. like i, I mean uh, yeah mm, those yeah. can be scary sometimes or like agree. when you know like half of their head is missing that can be scary too but yep. From mm -hmm. the most part, like I can deal with most of it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I I see spirits with injuries all the time, but mm -hmm. just certain things, I, I'm not going to have a scream response to it, but I'm going to freeze a little bit and feel very uncomfy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get the fight or flight is what kicks in for me. That's yeah. With the like yeah. rush of warmth and energy mm -hmm. to the legs to run, but I won't because yeah. I want to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to be like, like, so when did you decide to do this little stunt <laughs> yeah yeah i i love spirit interactions though like 
Oh, God, every time I interact with spirit, like it just makes me, it makes me happy. Like yeah, me it, too. I, when I come back from paranormal investigations, ooh, which we should talk about paranormal hangovers. Oh Ugh. God, those Ugh. are so real. It's rough. It's rough, man. Oh, um, yeah. Man, it, it's a thing. Suck. It's a. It thing. is a. It is a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent, it's a thing. Yeah. It'll knock um, you on your ass for a few it days. It really does. I. I and I. I don't want to make it sound like it only happens to people with abilities, but I do feel like it happens a little bit more intensely to people with abilities, because, for example, when Alyssa and I did the investigation at the chateau. When we go into investigations, Alyssa and I go through life with what we call blinders on most (laughs) of the time because it gets really distracting otherwise. Like I'm trying to go through Walmart. I can't see everybody's dead grandma by them. Okay. Mm -hmm, It's going to get distracting. I need to focus on what I'm doing, get my groceries and get out. It's like an army of cats and dogs following people. Yeah. Like I, I love it. And I'll, I'll, you know, people watch, I'll ghosty watch. But for I, a little I'm bit. just here for my fucking pop tarts yeah, and Nutella. Like, I got, come on. Yeah. I got to get the pop tarts. I got to get the milk and I got to get the Nutella and I got to get my butt home. Yeah. So we put blinders on most of the time. And when we're paranormal investigating or doing sessions, we take those bo- blinders off. off. Yeah, yeah. It's all off. We're completely exposing ourselves energetically to what's happening around us so that we can pick up on as much as we can pick up on while we're there. And so when we did the Chateau, we were there overnight Mm -hmm. and I left my abilities just open completely from the time that we got there until the time that we left. So that is overnight, whereas usually it's like for a couple hours at a time while we're doing sessions or something like that, that we keep it open. Then we kind of close it again. When you keep your abilities open for that amount of time, it's, it's like an energetic sensory overload. And that's the best way I can describe it because it's not necessarily draining. It's an overload of things. So when we got back to Alyssa's place, it was almost difficult for me to interact with my deities for like a couple hours, if not mm-hmm. like that night, because I was just so like, I kind of needed to shut down and hermit and then like regain stuff before I was able to interact with spirit again, because it is kind of like this, it, for lack of a better way of describing it. I kind of see my abilities almost as exposed nerves. Mm -hmm. And when I take the blinders off, it's like taking off any kind of armor that helps me to not have those be, you know, oversensitized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we're going through this, you know, it's essentially just putting out feelers everywhere. So when you take them back in, it's like you have to just not do anything. So I think... I think when we did that night, we got home and we immediately took naps for like five hours. It was was more like a short sleep than a long nap. (laughs) We took like our our second sleep or something. We came home. We took really, really, really long naps until dinner time. Woke up at dinner time, stayed up for maybe all of three or four hours and went back to sleep. Back to sleep, yeah. Yep. And just slept the entire night and into the next morning. And when I woke up the next day after that, I felt okay, but I still was just kind of in this dazed state. 
like mm-hmm. I was just kind of we <laughs> I remember us sitting on the couch just staring out the window and just being like how you doing and you were just like yeah <laughs> and we we're just sitting there drinking our tea and talking just absolutely like, like just out of it yeah just like in in this really dazed state but that's just so exhausting but it's it's so worth it though because oh, the it is. experiences is so cool but it's so exhausting it is like i the other thing too is like if you get if you get information from spirit from more than just one clear sense imagine just yeah, getting information yeah. through all those different senses that work well for right. you and so we would feel things see things hear things smell things smell things like it's so much to happen mm-hmm. all at once in process and like you know you're dealing with your gut reaction at first and you're like okay i need to move through this and like try to figure out what they're trying to communicate where do we go now it's just it's always yeah. being on and that like and well, even because you're using sleep. yeah you're using your clear senses and your mundane senses mm-hmm. to full mm-hmm. capacity because you're trying to you know analyze what is being said through the spirit box you're trying to hear uh what's physically going on around you as well as what's spiritually going on around you like it's it's a lot it's, it's like no autopilot. You're just always yeah. listening, hearing. It's a hypervigilance. It, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And even when we were sleeping, I didn't go to sleep asking for nothing to come through. Like I was like, anything right, that wants right. to come through can come through. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's even when you're sleeping, you're having, you're having those experiences. So yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. That's why a lot of times when you watch paranormal shows, because some shows don't really show it, but a lot of paranormal shows will have like days in between the mm-hmm. investigations. And that's that tends to be why, because there is that paranormal hangover. Even if you don't really have a lot of um, abilities, it's still going to happen to some degree. For most people, it's just being tired. For other people, it can feel like uh, getting sick, like almost like body aches and like exhaustion for other people it's like getting headaches and being really out of it like it depends on the person they feel fine after a day or two but one of Alyssa's and my um dreams (laughs) is to eventually be able to like travel around the U.S. and the world doing paranormal investigations but just for anybody out there you know scouting us out first of all yes please take us on this trip we want to go so bad just please we're, let us be the paranormal really rangers. We all we're, we're, we're so good at it. We're so, we would do the rangers. best job. Please let us go. Be okay. So nice Anyways, ghosty. Um, yeah, we'd be so, we'd we're so good at it. Bring, bring, bring some tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you're scouting us out, just know that we're gonna need breaks. We're gonna need like two or three yeah. days in between investigations, and we'll be good. We'll be good. And to it go. also makes us hungry as fuck. Oh my like, gosh, I, I was starving. So hungry when we came back mm-hmm. and during the whole thing, like it's just. Ooh, we ate so much poutine that night. There was a lot of poutine. <laughs> there was a, a lot of poutine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's yep. honestly if if you're interested in trying a paranormal investigation for yourself, I think a great way to get started would be to have your protections in place, get a sense of like where you want to go and bring a friend bring your friend mm-hmm. is always good for like you know mundane protection and stuff make yeah. sure you're not trespassing make sure you get permission if you're going to um, a building that isn't owned by you uh i mean even though 
it, we were free to investigate the chateau, for example, we still asked for permission to yeah, wander yeah. around. You know, it's just well, polite. and asking permission also gives you a way for them to show you places that you wouldn't yeah. normally be able to access because they know that that's what you're going in for. And if you go in respectfully and you ask for permission, even if uh, they don't care whether you ask for permission or not, it still is something where they're going to respect you more for that. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just going to be better overall. So I highly recommend uh, making sure that you're not trespassing or anything. It's, it's and they'll also type. show you really cool things or like yeah. tell you really interesting hot stories. Spots. Hot mm -hmm. spots. Yeah, that's how, well, that's how we got the goods. And yeah. it's just, it's a good way to do it. But, and one of the easiest tools to get a hold of, um, there's, well, there's a few... I would actually, I was going to say it would be a spirit box, but actually, no, mm -hmm. I would say it would be, um, there's apps now on the phone. There are apps. My recommendation is to use it with airplane mode off and with airplane mode on. If it only yeah. works, if airplane mode is off, I don't think it's legitimate. Mm -hmm. If it does work with airplane mode on, I feel like it could have the potential to have results. I prefer using an app in conjunction with uh, a tool that is similar so you can see things coming through. So like an Ovulus, you know, app with a spirit box and see if the similar word comes through on both. I'll have it linked in the description, but there's a website where a lot of people get their ghost hunting equipment called ghoststop.com. That's where I've gotten a lot of my equipment. It, it can get sometimes pricey, but they have sales every once in a while. We're not sponsored by them. We should be, but we're not. We totally <laughs> um, should be. <laughs> yeah. Ghost stop. If you're listening, like, please sponsor us. That would be so I'm cool. Um, please sponsor us. So good at talking with ghosts. <laughs> But they have sales a lot and uh, they recently moved to a new location. So they have inventory that they're trying to move out of the way. Um, so they have some stuff on sale, but uh, highly recommend checking them out. And there's also, of course, Amazon. Amazon does have some paranormal investigative tools now. The only thing with Amazon is that it's not going to have as big of a selection. And the selection that they do have is like honestly not that great unless you're getting basic stuff like uh voice recorders and just various things that you can use for paranormal investigation but it's not specifically meant for that like emf detectors temperature gauges camcorders and things like that that you would be using in paranormal investigation but it isn't specifically marketed for that ghost stop is where you're going to find uh or sites like that is where you're going to find rem pods spirit box Boxes, EMF detectors that are shaped like bears, like things like that. And they usually have in their stock, like the newer types of paranormal investigative tools that you're starting to see on like ghost adventures and stuff like that, that they're experimenting with. So if you're wanting to really seriously get into paranormal investigation, or you just want to have some paranormal investigative tools, that would be the site that I would recommend because they have a lot, they have a big selection of stuff and it tends to be fairly well-priced too. Yeah. So yeah. But with that said, that was everything we wanted to share. But if you, if any of you have questions or anything like that, 
uh, send them our way and we would be happy to answer the questions in our sub episodes or on our discord. I know that some people ask questions about like paranormal stuff on our discord and that can be a really fun way to have connections and discussions on um, all things paranormal and Mm -hmm. spiritual. So there's that as well. And like I said, I'll have the links to the ghost stop website and our merch in the description below. So you can check that out and yeah, just, I'm excited to be able to talk about this stuff because I, I love paranormal investigation. Like it is absolutely a passion of mine and Alyssa's and I'm just, I just want more experiences like this. I I love talking with the ghosties all over the world. It just makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. They're so mm-hmm. sweet and lovely, and they have such good yeah. stories. I know they have such good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, thank you for joining us, everyone. We hope you have a good rest of your month, and we will see you in October. See you in October. Spooky Brr. season. <laughs> Bye. Bye.